have a different type of message for you this morning. I'm probably not going to yell a whole lot today. Uh, did a lot of that last week. We'll see, though. But it's a different style, a little different way of preaching. And I've got a little uh, mini sermon. We're going a little mini series. We're going to start, and it's called uh, this one's called "Stand Tall." The next week will be uh, well. We'll just we'll just get into it here. Um, this one's "Stand Tall," and it says, "Stand tall, live tall, die tall." Not through pride, but through humility. And uh, so that's what we're going to be looking at the next, for this, the next three Sundays is stand tall, like we just today, live tall, and then die tall. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lifestyle that we want to do. And this, the song they do is just singing about that chain breaker. I mean, um, um, so many people, they get caught up in the struggles of life. And, and uh, you do not have to. Uh, I, had, I, was, I was up at 3.30 this morning dealing with somebody and uh, for about an hour text messaging back and forth and, and dealing with issues in their life because they allow that in their life. You do not have to allow these things in your life. There's a way out of this. Uh, struggles come up, things come up, but you do not have to live that way. There's a power far greater than any of your struggles and any of the things that's going on in your life. His name is Jesus Christ. And he can deal with everything you've got if you pay attention and allow him to do it. Um, this morning we're going to be looking at 1 John in this little series here. And uh, John, uh, the Apostle John was a, was a pastor. And I'm going to do a little skit for you in a little bit. And it's going to be a silent skit with the music, with a song going. I'm going to do my best to get that out for you. But before we go there... Uh, to explain the, the Apostle John, the, the, the disciple John, and also the pastor John, because he was a pastor uh, of churches, and he, uh, he was a man that, uh, that lived to old age. This uh, first John, the epistle of first John, was probably, probably written in 90, AD 90 or 90, between AD 90 and 95. He would have been a great age. And the reason I, I tell you that is because all the other Disciples were martyred, and they were gone. And John, this wonderful man, finds himself as one of the last, the last apostle on the earth. And he's one of the, one of the, one of the men that, that, that witnessed the glory of Jesus Christ. He witnessed it all. He was the only one at the cross. He was the only one of, the, of all the men that were at the cross. There were several women there, about five women, four women, I think, but he was the only man there. In the book of John, he says that I'm the, the apostle that Jesus loved. That's how he words himself, because he had such a relationship with, with our Lord. And as he gets old, and he's a pastor, and, and one, of his, one, of his wonderful thing, one of the things that's going on right now is the false teaching is starting to come into the church. False doctrine, false... Just, it was just starting to just bombard the church. And John was going to stand strong in that. He was going to stand firm in that. And it's the same struggle we have today. We have false churches and false doctrine and false preachers and teachers and leaders all over the place. And the more we, we get involved with trying to, to highlight that, the more persecution comes on the church that speaks the truth. But we can get through that. That's not a problem. That's not an issue. The hard part is... John loved his people. I mean, I mean he, 
He loved his people. And the pain was seeing the, the false doctrine, the false teaching coming in and, and peeling off his people. It wasn't, it wasn't strangers to him. His congregations weren't strangers. They were people he prayed over and loved over and had great passion for them. And at the old age, at his older age there, the Holy Spirit was with him all these years. Great wisdom, great knowledge. And he would endure persecution and, and being on the island of Patmos and, and, and thrown in prison. And he went through all those things. But he stood tall always in the Lord. He didn't allow those things to interrupt his life. He stood tall. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, Lord, I, I ask you to, to bless this morning with the word of God, with the word of truth. Lord, that uh, you know what you've given me. Father, I'm asking you to open up their hearts and give it to these people today. That they can see the love that, that John had for you. And he had so much love for you that that love just poured out upon his congregation. Father, would you bless us this morning with an ear to hear, and eyes to see, and a heart to take in. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me see if there's anything i got to tell you before I get really started here. I don't think so. Oh, next Sunday, next Sunday is, uh, John, Jim's not here, the kids must be sick, but it's the fifth Sunday in the month, and when we have five Sundays in our month, we have, that's the Sunday we do a full breakfast. So uh, if you want to be here at 9 o'clock next Sunday, you'll be a full breakfast out there for you if you like. Stand tall, live tall, die tall, not through pride, but through humility. And, and that pride and humility, we've got to, you've got to really, you've got to really keep that, that pride. It's got to be separated. You've got to really keep that humility there. Because when these false teachers, the false doctrine and all this stuff that sounds like, oh, it could be real. Oh, it feels so good. When all that starts to pour in, you've got to be able to stand tall and you've got to let humility take control. Not bowing down to the darkness. And, and John's going to talk about darkness and light. We're only going to get into that in a few verses. And I'm not going to preach all this sermon. I'm not going to preach the last principle in 2 Peter. I'm just not going to do that today. Uh, I, this morning, I just, Lord said, let's leave that one alone for a while. So we're not going to do that one. So we're just going to be in this 1 John a little bit. Not bowing down to the darkness, but rising up with the light of Christ. Not bowing down. In other words, not allowing your life to be engaged in the things that will hurt you, engaged in, 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 the, in the destructive things that Satan wants to destroy over you. You know, the, 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 we all have these choices to make. And I'm going to always choose Jesus Christ. I'm, I, I pray that I always choose the light of truth more than darkness. Many of you, you everybody ever struggle out there? And when you, when, you, when you get done with it and you really think about it, man, that was just foolishness. There was just drama and foolishness. And if I would have just listened to God, if I would just have got on my knees and just listened to God, I would have been a whole lot better off. I would have been completely better off. Not bowing down to the darkness, but rising up 
with the light of Christ. To stand tall, live tall, and die tall, we must first believe we have been called. Amen? And one of the things that uh, John deals with in this epistle is he's a black and white guy. And then that's, that's me. I'm just black and white. I, I don't see a whole lot of gray areas. I just see black and white. I see people that, that either are either with the Lord or they're not with the Lord. And, and, and John's going to see these, these false teachers come in and he sees them peeling away his people and he realizes some of these people are not with God. Although they may think they're with God, they may act like they're with God, but when the, when the temptation comes to fall away from the real truth and go to something that might look good, they go. So they never really were with God, although they could be sitting in the church. We have plenty of scriptures with people that could be sitting in the church not knowing God. And he's dealing with this. And as a pastor, see, I understand because as a pastor, it hurts. I mean, you, you have no idea how much it hurts. I get a glimpse at John's heart. And in his first few verses, we're just going to grab hold of those first four verses first. We get a glimpse of who he is and what he is. And, and as you go through, John, you understand that these things really hurt him. It's not a, it's not a pain that a hurt like a hammer, but it, it's a, a hurt in the heart. It's like when a, when a parent sees their child going down the wrong way, and they know that child's going to get hurt, but that child will not listen. It's a hurt that's hard to explain. It's a deep, deep hurt. And that's what John was dealing with. But he stood tall through it. He didn't bow down to it. He didn't he make excuses for it. And today in church, we, we find a lot of people making excuses for things over and over again. Well, this and well, that. I hear people give me something, I'll say, it's just an excuse you're giving me. You're not really, you're not really going to the depth of the, of the issue. You're just giving me excuses. I'll tell you, God wants to deal with the depth of your heart. He wants to take the excuses that you continually use to get your way, and he wants you to bypass all that and go straight to him, and he can cure your heart. You know, he has done that with millions and millions of people. You're always going to have false teachers. You're always going to have antichrist, people that are against God. You're always going to have them. But you are just called to stand tall. Everybody say amen. amen. Stand, tall. stand tall. This is out of Isaiah. What's one verse here. Also, and this is Isaiah, and he's, he's been caught up. And he's also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. That's a, that's a powerful verse, and, and a lot of people will say that. But do you really mean in what you're saying? I mean, is it, is it just something on, on, on the face, or, or do you really understand what that means? That means you have to pick up the cross and everything with that cross and follow Jesus Christ. You have made a commitment to the Lord. And it's not something shallow. It's not something that you should just be pulled away because something else looks a little better, sounds a little better. It's something that it should be grounded in you. It should be absolutely in the bottom of your heart. You should grab a hold of it. 
that you cannot be swayed by this world or by the flesh. Do you know who some of your worst enemies are? Say myself. Do you know who some of the worst enemy is? Say myself. You know who gets you in trouble? Yourself. 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 I have got myself in more trouble than Vicky ever got me in trouble. It's myself. And I've got to deal with myself. I've got to, I've got to say, if, if I truly believe that, in other words, if I truly say Jesus come into my life and change my life, I've got to deal with that. What does that really mean? And John, this pastor, this wonderful man of God, he knew exactly what it meant, and he wants to share it with us. But he's going to be very blunt because he sees black and white. He doesn't go for excuses. He just lays it out all through this epistle. Here we go. A lot of these epistles, people want to read the first few verses and act like there's not much there because it's just an introduction or it's leading to where they go. I want the meat. I want the meat. I'll tell you, if you, if you miss some of, the, some of the beautiful beginnings in, in God's word, you've missed where they're going. If you don't understand the Apostle John and who he was, then you don't understand his character and his personality that wrote something so wonderful and so powerful as these epistles. So that's why study time and prayer time is so essential. You don't have to be an historian to understand the Word of God. You don't have to be a professor. You don't have to go to some fancy college. You don't have to do that. You have to get your heart right with God. And you need to open your Bible and you need to attend church and studies, but you don't, have to, you don't have to know it all to get it all. Amen? That which was from the beginning. He's talking back. He's going to repeat back to himself from John, the, 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 the gospel of John. He's going to let you know that Jesus Christ was always there. So that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Now he's talking about himself personally. He heard Jesus Christ. And he knew that Jesus Christ was from the very beginning of time. He knew that Jesus was with God and Jesus was part of that trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Which we, ha which, which we have heard. So it's an eyewitness. One of the last eyewitnesses on the face of the earth. The man at this time on earth that nobody knew Jesus Christ better than this man. No one knew him better. Because he lived with him. He watched him die. He watched him resurrect. He walked with him after he died. And then he would spend his rest of his life worshiping and helping people understand who this new Savior is. What a, what a pastor. And he's calling out and asking you to please in fact, with three times in the next few verses, I declare to you, he said, please just listen. Listen with more than your ears. Listen with more than, your, than, you, than, than anything else. Listen with your heart. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. At this time, Jesus has been off the earth for about 60 years. The gospel is taking off and going strong. There's so many things that Satan continually throws in and throws in and throws in. 
Like I said before, he's trying to warn, which we have looked upon. Now look, he says, we have seen. In other words, we have spent time. We are not just looking. You know, I can look at a, at a picture and, and see it and walk away, but when I'm studying it, I've seen it. Amen? I'm starting to study the details of it. I mean, the wrinkles in the eyes, the fingers and the tongue. I'm starting to, to study it. I have seen it. In other words, I have paid attention to it with our eyes, which we have looked upon. See, he's giving you two different ways there. Looked upon. In other words, he's looked upon who he is, the glory of God. He's witnessed it. And our hands have handled concerning the word of life. And the word of life, the word of life, again, is going back to the, apostle, to the gospel of John. That's Jesus Christ. He is the word of life. He's, he's hugged him. He's, at, the, at the last supper, he laid, his, he laid his head upon his breast. I mean, they have cried together. They have laughed together. And Jesus has rebuked him a few times. And he held close and he stood tall. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness. He just, he's repeating that again. The life was manifested. Me, John the Apostle, I'm telling you, at old age, this is true. This is the truth. Jesus Christ was God. He came to earth. He manifested himself as a man and he lived amongst me. I spoke with him, I laughed with him, I hugged and I kissed and I, I had wonderful times with him. And I saw the pain and the agony of the blessed sacrifice he made for us. I saw the grace he poured out. I saw the, I saw the, the, the eyes that were open to blind people. I saw the deaf people. I saw demons coming out of bodies. I saw people completely change. People that never could walk get up and walk. I saw it. Now what we have to declare here is either this man is insane or he's a liar or he's telling the absolute truth. And of course, I believe absolute truth. So everyone that doesn't believe what Jesus Christ and what he claims, you have to deal with these things. But this man was, had to be a lunatic to write something like this. All the other Disciples that died for Jesus Christ in a martyr's death, they had to be crazy to do something like that. I mean, at, at an older age, maybe you've got something better to do than, than to plead for people's lives, their eternal life. But yet he's called this. It says here, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Now that us is, everybody say us. It's manifested us. Not just, to, they, they, they saw it, but to us too. For those who believe. For those who believe. Now his, his, his main purpose is really about these false doctrines as, as he gets into this epistle and how they manipulate and steal people's joy and love. They manipulate the truth for something that's not true. Over my years, I have, I have witnessed false doctrine. I have witnessed false teaching over and over again. And I see people, they want to argue the truth. And they want to, they want to fall in love with something that will hurt them and harm them. And as a pastor, it breaks your heart. 
When someone wants to leave and, and not really get the truth and they've, they've, they've been so close to it. I mean, they've been so close to it. They've witnessed passion. They've witnessed his glory. They've heard testimonies. But yet their heart is searching for something that's not true. That which we have seen and heard and we declare it to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. Wow. See, the fellowship he's talking about is something far more than just a night, a, a night out of, for dinner or something like that. It's a fellowship with God. With God. God being, God being the one we worship, the one we have fellowship. Because if we have fellowship with him, I can have true fellowship with my brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. But if I don't know him in this manner... And I'm in great trouble right in the middle of my heart. And I allow the things of the world to, to occupy me more than I do God. That you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And here's the wonderful thing here. And these things we write to you. Everybody read that for me. Read it again. Three times we're going to read that. Amen. Your joy may be full. Yeah, in this day and age, uh, it seems like a lot of people don't have a whole lot of joy. But I'm telling you, if you're a born-again Christian of Jesus Christ, you should have joy. I know there's days you're going to have this, that, and the other, but you should have joy. And he's writing all this, this epistle, he's going to write it so we can have joy. Now, the, the, the thing is, you've got to follow the instruction book, amen? People ask me all the time, all the time they ask me, well, what can I do? What do I do here? What do I do there? What do I do there? And I give them information, wisdom that I think that God's asking me to give them. And then I'll go back to him a, few, a little bit later and I'll say, did you, did you accomplish what we talked about? No, I haven't done that yet. Well, my life's a mess. Can I talk to you again? No. No. You're wasting my time. Oh, pastor, that's hard. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm trying to wake them up. Why, why would I give you something else if you haven't accomplished the first part? And then you come back to me and your life's even a bigger mess. And, and, and John dealt with the same issues. He's crying out. Listen to God, people. So your joy may be full. I've got a song I'm going to play here in a second. Um, I'm going to try to do a little silent skit for you during this song. It's about a six-minute song. And what I'd like for you to do you can pay attention to what I'm doing, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but you can pay attention to it. But listen to the, the music. It's about, it's called Hallelujah. It's a soft song. And it's talking about David and, and, and uh, Samson and some others that, that God just, he, he, he wanted to direct them to do the right things, and they would fall into temptation. They would fall into, say, turmoil in their life. 
God always loved him and always poured out his grace. And they would come back. The Apostle John, the Pastor John. Everybody okay? I'm just trying to get my mind here. I just, to wrap around, I want you to, to wrap around the love he has for his people. And that's what a pastor should have, is such powerful love. So much, so much love, so much joy for your people that no matter what happens, no matter what occurs in that church or, or in that area, that they still stand tall and speak the truth, no matter what the outcome may be. Because the outcome is ultimately always up to God, Amen. Go ahead and play that song.
And I've seen your flag on the marble arch And love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah 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 There's a time when you let me know what's really going on below, but now you never show that to me, do you? But remember when I moved in you, and the holy dove was moving too, and every breath we drew is hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe there's a God above But all I've ever learned from love Was how to shoot somebody who outdrew you And it's not a cry that you hear at night It's not somebody who's seen the light It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah Hallelujah
said hallelujah. What's that say? Isn't it great that we have a Savior? <clears throat> that looks at your sin and says, I've covered that with my blood. I've covered it with my blood. I know you don't know a whole lot about that. But if you'll just pay attention to my word, you're going to fall in love with it. And it will take your life in the most magnificent places where joy will fill your soul. And the silly struggles you're in, they're not going to follow you to the grave. I'll be there waiting. I'll grab a hold of you throughout your life and love you with great passion even when the pain comes even when the hardest days come I'll be there I'll wrap my arms around you call you my child see that's what John knew that's what John knew as a pastor with all the false teaching coming in he wanted to declare it to his people I don't know all about God but I'm trying I'm trying the one thing I do know more than anything is he loves me in spite of my sin he has an unconditional love so we love with conditions. Even though we may try not to, but we still do. But he loves unconditionally. I'm telling you today, if you don't know him as your Savior, why would you want to live life without him? If you're not standing tall in the Lord, if you're not grabbing a hold of the Word of God, all can tell you is to please change let him change your heart I declare it to you if you allow Jesus to enter your life you will not be the same until you're willing to trust God by faith you will struggle to walk in the light amen This is the message which we have heard. He just continues. I'm going to close. Brooke, come on up. This is the message which we have heard. He continues to repeat this. From him and declare to you that God is light. Now he's going to start getting into this, this black and white area. We're just going to hit two verses today. But he's going to start getting deep into this. And we'll look at more of it next week. But if we say that we have fellowship with him. And walk in darkness, we lie. He, he, just doesn't, he doesn't beat around the bush here. He says if, if you have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but yet you, you walk in darkness. In other words, sin doesn't really bother you anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't even hardly affect you anymore. 
And you say, well, I don't really walk in the darkness. Because the false teachers at the time, they didn't believe they walk in darkness. They were finding something else to do. A different way. But John lays it out. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now back to that fellowship from the other verse. That fellowship through Jesus Christ. A fellowship of brothers and sisters. Of unity. Of one mind. If you're arguing about the gospel and the truth of God, something's not right. We can debate things, but there is no argument. This is the truth. It's black and white. You can debate different doctrines and whatever and have fun with that. I'm not going there. But if we walk in the light, he is the light. He's in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Let me go back here just a minute. We're going to close. And the blood. That's that, that blood. You know, blood is, is very thick. It, it's able to cover about anything. And Jesus' blood can cover your sins. Not for, not for a day, but for eternity. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from what? Everybody say what? All sin. You have struggled with, with your past life. Well, welcome. We all have. It's nothing new. And Satan will throw that up until the day you die. But that wasn't me. That isn't me anymore. That was me again. That is not me no more. That's not me anymore. That is not me. Everybody say, that was not me. That's not me anymore. That's not me. People that I could get in contact with what I knew was a, when I was a uh, teenager in my early 20s, they, they, they see a completely different person. Some of them kind of like, well, what happened? Who I was is not who I am. I'm not sure if, if Jesus was changing names today, which he might be. I don't know. I'm not sure what name he would give me, but my mom and dad gave me the Apostle Paul. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with who I am. But because of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. Stand tall. You say, well, I'm not a pastor like you just showed, like I just explained. Every time you speak the word of God, whoever you're speaking it to, well, you just put pastor in front of your name because you're preaching the word of God. You might not be a pastor of a church, but you're declaring the word of God. And the reason you declare that is because you have a love for that person. Not a physical love, but a love deep in the heart. I want you to know what I know. I want you to have what God gave me. He gave me unconditional love. He gave me grace. He showed me mercy when I didn't deserve it. Stand tall, not just for a moment. Anybody can stand tall for a moment. A lot of these people that John were going to have issues with is they would stand tall, but the problem was they were standing up on their own. God wasn't holding them up. They were holding themselves up. 
Stand tall, not just for a moment, but for your life's calling. Let's stand, please. belong to Jesus Christ if you have fellowship with Jesus Christ then come and have fellowship with me enjoy him today he wrote that epistle that we can have joy if your life is not full of joy I know a way it can be I have a wonderful life. I have a beautiful life with my wife. Vicki, is there a day go by that I don't tell you how beautiful you are and how pretty you are and how much I love you? Is there a day go by? 42 years, girls. Don't settle. Don't you dare settle for somebody that's not of Jesus Christ. Your joy will not be filled. You wait. You young people, you wait and you pray and you pray and you pray until God brings you someone that will fulfill your life. Someone at an older age will look at you with your... Vicki, I'm not going to listen to you. But somebody, I'm going to stay out of trouble. Somebody that will look at you and say how beautiful you are. And you go to the mirror and they you say, I don't know what he sees. You know what? I'm not looking at the flesh. I'm looking at the heart. Looking at the heart. If God looked upon our flesh, we would never be saved because it's full of sin. It's corrupt. It's not going to make it in heaven. I get a brand new one, a brand new body. No wrinkles, no pains, no aches. But the most important part, no sin. No sin. I don't know what that fellowship's going to be like in that day. I can't even really imagine it, but it's going to be so much more than it is today. And today I'm pretty joyful and pretty fulfilled. Can you imagine the moment with Jesus Christ? Some of you, you're not going to have that moment. You're letting the world destroy you. You're letting false thinking and false teaching come in. Stop it today. Quit fighting. Quit struggling. And live with joy. I don't mind your calls at 3.30 in the morning. I'll take them. I'll do what I need to do. But I'm always reminded when they come in how much people need Jesus. How Badly, we need to surrender. Dear Lord, I come to you this morning, Father. Lord, I've asked to do I've done what you've asked me to do. Father, there's hearts hurting here. There's hearts to need, need to see what true love really is. Father, would you would you work in those hearts? that the joy that you have for us may be fulfilled. Lord, you're the only way out of this world. 
My struggles are not going to follow me to my grave. You're the only way out, Lord. May we love you and enjoy you and fellowship and worship with you all of our lives. And at an old age, we can look back and explain to people the love that you are. It is unconditional. In Jesus' name, come and enjoy the